Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Broadcasting live. Good evening, Blockhead Nation. Thank you for stopping by once again. You are listening to your favorite Blockhead, the only podcast in the podcasting world that can somehow incorporate the Peanuts comic strip one minute and then be talking about MMA and Warriors Inside the Octagon the next. I am your host. My name is Brian Little. To begin with, with this episode, I like to give shout outs and words of encouragement to friends of the show. And what I'm excited to announce is we have the return of the Dos Leprechauns. Football season is almost underway. College football season is right around the corner, and they are already making predictions for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And my friends, Jason and Nate, are back at it. You can catch their episodes on YouTube. You can catch them on Facebook Live. They also do have a podcast. It's a little easier to catch them on those two channels. But either way, I'm happy to see that they're back and they're doing such great work. Now, normally, I'll start with three things. First of all, number one, God is king. That's key. That's crucial. Number two, I talk about Peanuts on this this particular podcast. Peanuts is the single most successful comic strip in American history. It's been a true delight from beginning of end, since the beginning of Charles Schultz's career until his death in 2000, and all the comics have just recirculated through the internet, especially through places like the Charles Schultz Museum, and also on part two of this show, if you want to stick around and hear about the greatest sport under God's hot sun, if you are a mixed martial arts fan, then part two of this podcast is definitely for you. So if you want to stick around, I will cover all three of these. But I have to begin with a heartfelt response. One of our neighbors in the United States is in disarray. It's hard to find hope right now on the island of Maui. If you've been following the news, we had a massive wildfire that in many ways was elevated by the hurricane right outside of their door. And just with the dry weather conditions and very little precipitation and just in many ways, sometimes these things just happen, but... This is really heartbreaking to see. It's been the worst wildfire in the last hundred years, and since the islands of Hawaii are very much part of the United States of America, I send my prayers, I send a heartfelt response, I send my love, and I continue to watch the efforts as the locals 
have really had to lock arms as even something as you would think would be as reliable as the Red Cross have been little to no effect out there. That's not me criticizing the Red Cross. It's just they've had to take care of their own. And some of it is depressing. Some of it is downright enraging. And it's just not good. Now, are we finally able to see the back end of this? It looks like it as, once again, we have many rescue efforts that are happening. We have the fires that are being put out, finally, mostly by the locals. But I wanted to make sure that my heart goes out on this episode to the islanders of Maui. And so many historical treasures have been lost on this island. And it got me to thinking. I could sit here and talk about comic strips all day. I I could talk about my personal favorites. I could talk about the TV show and my favorite episodes. Something that's relevant to the season that we're in. I really want to make sure my focus for this podcast is to the island of Hawaii. I've been to Oahu three times. And I've seen Pearl Harbor and have embraced it. As a U.S. Navy sailor, I didn't spend really any time in Maui. I saw it from afar. Didn't really get to enjoy it. Often, Maui was referred to as the party island in many ways. Um, Then there's Kauai, and then there's Big Island. But I, I just wanted to make sure that in this episode, I could spend time talking about things relevant to the Peanuts. But it seems like this will be more befitting instead Since I don't have the words, I don't know how to bring comfort, I could send donations, I could send love, I can say all these things, hoping they will be spoken into existence. But as I wondered about this, many times I've thought about how would Charles Schultz respond to all the tragedies post-2000? What would Charles Schultz have done watching the towers fall? How would he have responded to the COVID pandemic? How would he have responded to even the housing crisis of 2008? What would it what would it look like if he were to illustrate what America is either thinking or is on the cusp of thinking? So since this is a podcast that is a hat tip to Charlie Brown and the Peanuts and to Charles Schultz, the numero uno blockhead... It was put very well in the book, The Parables of Peanuts, by a man named Robert L. Short. I want to make sure I give all credit back to this. This is actually the very last page. I went looking for something to talk about. And the very last page of the book is what I want to share with you. And I can't say it any better. I can't say it better than Charles Schultz's words. I can't say it better than Mr. Short's words. So all credit back to the author of this book, to Mr. Short of The Parables of Peanuts. If you look for it, the story of Jesus is very relevant. And it can it can emerge off the page if you look for it. Here are Mr. Short's words. And I quote, until the end of this book, and maybe it will intrigue you enough to want to put this on your bookshelf. Here's what he had to say. The world of peanuts is a world of size. Size too deep 
for words. Which is another way of saying that Peanuts is a world of prayer. In a college commencement day address that Schultz delivered, he began by quoting the following New Testament text from Paul's letters to the Romans. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. This is what Schultz had to say. Schultz concluded his remarks by saying, No matter what I consider to say, I come back to a passage in the New Testament that contains a truth in which I firmly believe. In the last chapter of the Gospel of Paul, excuse me, the Gospel of John, we find Peter and Thomas, Nathaniel, the sons of Zebedee, and two others who are unnamed turning back to their old profession of fishing. So as we move over the shore of the seas of Tiberias, we find Peter and his friends returning at dawn from fishing. A figure is standing on shore by a small charcoal fire. I have to interject a second. This is going to really show you Jesus' sense of humor. This is after he's risen from the third day. They don't know it's him. Instead of proclaiming, I am the Lord and I am all-powerful, he's going to act like a tourist. Hey, y'all catch any fish? It's kind of how the first time they met, when he met Peter on the shore. Anyway, to continue what it says. They gather around this fire, none daring to speak, even though they know it is Jesus who has been waiting for them. Jesus turns to Peter and asks, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. Then a second time, Jesus asks, Simon, do you love me? Peter answers, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Tend my sheep. Then a third time, if you remember, Peter denied Jesus three times until the rooster crowed, and it was prophesied to him the night before. Jesus turns to Peter and asks, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Imagine the flood of words that could have sprung from Peter's mouth at this time. The explanations, the apologies, the tears of anguish, but Peter has a better answer. It is the answer of supreme faith. Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. When the excitement of these days passes away, and when some of the visions begin to grow a little dim, when it becomes impossible to put into words the prayers we want to speak, just like myself with the prayers over Maui, then we must be able to lift our heads up and say, with all faith as Peter did, Lord, you know that I love you. End of quote. As Paul Harvey once said, good day. Hope you'll stick around for part two. Blockhead Nation, thank you once again for tuning into this episode of the Your Favorite Blockhead Podcast. This show is sponsored by KitCaster. Guys, did you know that having a podcast is a great way to grow not only your personal brand, but your business? Here's the secret. 
We all want to feel connected to brands we buy from. And what better way to humanize a brand than through sharing your story on a podcast? That's where KitCaster comes in. KitCaster is a podcast booking agency that specializes in developing real human connections through podcast appearances. Whether you're an expert in the field or you just have a unique story to share, it's time to explore the world of podcasting with KitCaster. Go to the link at kitcaster.com blockhead to apply for a special offer for listeners of this show. That's kitcaster.com slash blockhead. You'll find that in the blog, the notes for today's show. Let's get back to the episode. Our scripture reading for this podcast comes from Matthew chapter 22, verse 1. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said... The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding, and they were not willing to come. Really what Jesus is doing in this, according to the commentary by David Guzik, is showing how it's so strange that you're invited and yet you refuse this invitation to a royal wedding. It illustrates the principle that there is no real logical reason to deny God's good gifts that are given to you through this free gift that was His Son, this free gift that is grace. It's even laid out in Luke 14, 15-24 between these parables, and it makes it even more evident when you spend time reading this. So, if you want to understand Jesus better, understand a Galilean marriage. Understand how the very first miracle he did was at a wedding where he turned the water into wine. Everybody tries to use that and justify, oh, look, Jesus drank. It was very specific in the Galilean wedding that the bride had the opportunity to either refuse the cup or to drink from the cup and accept the groom that was presented to her by the father. That's the parallel. That's the parable, guys. That when he returns, have you accepted Jesus as your groom? When he returns for the bride, whenever that time, only the Father knows the timing. Are you going to be ready to accept him? We are called to be ready. Just as I have been ready all week long to get into this world of mixed martial arts. And to begin with, I have to start with a praise Shout out to my friend, Mr. Jose Shorty Torres, who is now the bantamweight champion of the world. Well done, Shorty. If you are listening to this podcast, I'm so thankful for your friendship. I'm so happy for you to gain the belt. Over there at Brave FC, he is standing tall, had an 
awesome performance with another great fighter. And just to say that, you know, he is champion is a big deal. So I had to start with my praise for Jose Shorty Torres. I pray for your championship reign. I pray that you're healthy. I pray that you've healed. And I look forward to seeing the next fight that comes out whenever that is accepted by whoever your opponent is. So shout-outs to Shorty. He's been on the show before a couple of times. And also, I will say this. I haven't really embraced TikTok much, but for the first time, I've started doing a few TikTok videos just to see if it would be helpful to the content. TikTok's been pretty nice to YFB so far. The downloads are getting better. There's a chance for you guys to go check it out since I'm uploading this to Apple and Spotify and all the other platforms that you listen to. And I just mentioned on there that Sterling and O'Malley have the main event tonight. But I want to kind of bring something into perspective. When it comes to the Bantamweights, we are very much at a, at a crossroads. I've talked about before, Marab Vili is the number one contender. He will not face his training partner and his friend, who is the champion, Aljamain Sterling. And when we had the face-off with Sugar Sean O'Malley and Aljamain Sterling... Morab takes the red jacket and puts it on, and he steals the show. It's like the game once said with 50 Cent. Hate it or love it, the underdog is on top. And Morab is going to shine when what I believe is going to happen happens. What I believe will happen is Sterling will win tonight. He's getting the YFB curse. But he will step out of the picture. If you've been watching the interviews up to this fight... Sterling does not want to stay in the bantamweight division anymore. Are you serious? Did he really say that? (laughs) Yes. He does not want any of the sharks swimming in the water that are in the bantamweight division. He's got a different whale in mind that he wants to, to inject his harpoon into. And I truly believe that man is the king. Not the king of the bantamweights. The king of the pound for pound itself. I believe he wants to go up to 145. And he wants to face Alexander Volkanovsky. This is what I believe we're going to be de- is going to be delivered to us in the next coming months. Now, if somehow Sugar Sean O'Malley, with his hands down the way he does, and the way that he doesn't really deliver a chess match, but he sets up traps to where he can somehow work this out to where he can defeat Sterling. That's the thing about it. If you watch Aljamain Sterling, he's a chess player in real life and in the cage. He very much referred to Henry Cejudo like the queen when he faced him last. He thinks more of Sugar Sean O'Malley as a bishop. That's effective when used correctly. He went through all of that. He went through... uh, describing Corey Sanhagen as a night piece. So it's interesting the way he played that out, but if somehow Sean O'Malley figures out the chess game that is Aljamain Sterling and becomes champion, what that does is that frees up the number one ranked guy that deboed his jacket in the first place. We could easily have Marab versus Sean O'Malley down the road Because there is no other number one contender. Unless somehow we have a banger between Pedro Munoz and Cheeto Vera. And Cheeto Vera or Pedro. Probably Cheeto since he's such a fan favorite. 
says, I'm the actual number one ranked guy. He could speak it into existence if this were to happen. So the hang-up is Sterling won't fight Marab. He doesn't want to stay in the bantamweights anymore. Is he willing to relinquish the title, go to 145, and get what he asked for, which is a shot against Alex, against Volk, meanwhile freeing up the division where we could have the rematch. That's where Cheeto Vera could trump Marab's card and say, I'm actually number one contender because I beat the guy that's fighting in the main event tonight. That could be the build-up to the rematch for the strap. But Marab would be standing there saying, hey, guess who I am and guess what I can do to you. So could we have Marab versus Cheeto Vera? Beautiful fight. All behind that. Could we have Cheeto Vera versus Sean, the rematch for the strap? Yes, we could. It frees up a lot of the playing field and it frees up the terrain if Sterling just steps out of the way. Now, to look further down the card, we've got the return of Chris Weidman tonight. We've got Lemos versus Zhang. We've got Ian Gary versus Neil Magny. I have to talk about this one. You want to see showmanship of Conor McGregor 2.0? You have it in Ian Gary. I don't think anybody was expecting this pivot that happened where all of a sudden that Ian Gary is lighting into Neil Magny. doesn't let him speak at all. Remember, Neil Magny's taking this fight on seven days' notice. But when they did catch Ian Gary and they gave him rapid fire, they said names and he would give one word. He called Conor McGregor the GOAT. He said Colby Covington was a B-word. I won't elaborate on that since I don't curse on this show. He said when they said Neil Magny's name, he said experience. Don't be fooled to think that Ian Gary, even though he is a huge favorite in the betting rate favorites tonight and in the rankings and just in the ability to be ready to go, don't think that it's already said and done. Have we had veterans who have dethroned a fast-moving train before? Yes, we have. If we can shift and look at Bellator for a second. Aaron Pico, a 22-year-old phenomenal athlete, stopped short by a veteran fighter. We had that a couple of nights ago. James Gallagher is supposed to be the guy that carries the bantamweights for Bellator. He doesn't respect his opponent at all. What happens? Ricky Bandejas is able to defeat him in the first round within less than three minutes. Can the veteran still overcome the prospect? Absolutely he can. That's what the veterans have done with the prospects in the Ultimate Fighter. As we have the prospects that are fighting tonight on that card on the prelims starting at 7 o'clock. So there are so many moving parts for 292 that is exciting for anybody. For Cheeto Vera to be able to face Pedro Munoz. For Munoz to be able to say, hey, I can dethrone and derail this hype train right quick. Because you don't hear a word out of Pedro Munoz. And if you watch the the press conference, Ian Gary has plenty to say, and he looks like Conor McGregor 2.0 in the language barriers, in the brash tone that he uses, cutting off Neil Magny every chance he gets. But don't just cash in your chips right away. This is still, as Aljamain Sterling has shown many times, to be a chess match. It doesn't always intrigue the audience. It's not always that exciting, but it is well-calculated if you're holding a title. Sterling is well-calculated. Munoz is well-calculated. Zhang Wele is well-calculated. You have a lot of that coming out of tonight, but it's so enthralling. 
And I should hope that you would think that if you haven't been tuning in to MMA yet, if you're not able to follow my train of thought because I have so much that I throw at you very quickly, hoping something will stick onto the wall, then maybe you should go give it a chance. The prelims are starting at 7 o'clock. Go check it out. Chris Weidman returns after a long injury and a long uh, postponement of return to the cage. We've got him tonight. we got so many awesome fights for 292. And then next week we have the beloved Max Holloway, blessed. Blessed is his name, at least in the cage. And you have the Korean zombie. It's going to continue. And just as the summer heat is continuing, the heat that is inside of the cage is not going out anytime soon. So Blockhead Nation... Thank you for the love and support. If you want to keep supporting this show, please check out yourfavoriteblockhead.com slash blog. If you want merchandise, I've got hoodies. I've got t-shirts. Too too hot for a hoodie. But I do have t-shirts. I have koozies for your drinks. If you're interested in doing a donation, you can give up to three cups of coffee or what you call three root beers. You can get a free t-shirt out of that. Save you $6 off the normal $15 for purchase. Either way, there are ways to continue to support the show. It's a fan-supported podcast and i can love to have you guys on for a couple more episodes we're almost to 300 we're knocking on the door it will be here before you know it and we will see you guys next saturday or at least you'll be tuning in i hope same blockhead time same blockhead channel Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.